My name is Rob. And I'm Harley. And welcome to Effing Musicians Man, the show where we talk about being an independent artist, the realities of the music industry, and music news in general. The show is called Effing Musicians Man. Because it takes a certain type of looney tune to be a musician. Now that's not meant to be offensive in any way. It's not a dig. If anything, we are more resilient and our lives are never boring. Hell yeah, we are. Before we get into today's topic, let me set the tone. If you're like us, then you're very tired. You're tired of working towards careers that are ultimately out of your hands. Maybe you've worked years in retail, executing stupid decisions that you would never make from some disconnected regional manager. Yeah! Or maybe you're tired of working in trades with your job dependent on fluctuating oil prices and city infrastructure budgets. Or it could be budget cuts and the years you've put into these companies doesn't matter anymore and you're handed the dreaded pink slip. So with that in mind, there is a solution. If you've got entrepreneurial drive and a passion for music, you could find your way into the music biz. It seems that anybody who hasn't been born into privilege had to carve their own path. If anything, the modern day has taught us that we can't leave our livelihoods in the hands of others. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> now, we aren't saying quit your day job and become a starving artist, but I'm going to share what UFC fighter Forrest Griffin said in his book, Got Fight. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's a good fighter. It's going to be good. Uh, he was making 23,000 a year as a police officer. God, that's all. 23,000 as a police officer when he started fighting professionally. He said that once he makes more than $23,000 a year fighting, he was going to quit his J job. I think that's something we can all remember and work towards ourselves. Wise words indeed. Right? Ooh, I like it. Uh, today we're talking about everybody attached to the music industry. There are currently around 21,000 people employed across... Alberta as venue workers and producers to merchandise. Merchandise. Oh my God, I want some merchandise. <laughs> to, to merchandise vendors and photographers. There are far more people with their hands in the music industry than most people actually realize. Most of these business owners are musicians themselves. Today, most professional musicians have a lot in common with the economic climate in the trades industry. Let me explain. As a trades worker, you need more than one journeyman work ticket to have a steady flow of income. In some cases, you need three. And the music industry is no different. Many musicians either have multiple bands on the go or start producing, doing artwork design, management consulting, become merchandise vendors, venue owners, vocal coaches, photographers, guitar tech. The list of adjacent businesses you can start is almost endless. And like, actually, if you think about that, you know, just because you're not even if you're not a musician, you can still be involved in music and know that, like, this masterpiece is held up because of your efforts as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you... If you feel like you're broken down because you just can't get into the music industry through your singing or the way you play, you can also just kind of dip your toe in with all these adjacent businesses. Yeah, absolutely. The possibilities are endless. I can think of several examples off the top of my head that are in the Edmonton area. One being the band Royal Tusk. They are a hard rock band who have been all over the radio, toured the world, playing stages with Pop Evil and Slash. But did you know their lead singer Quinn is also a very talented producer, working with Calling All Captains, Chilio Cosm, Lucha Lucha, and more. And Sands, Royal Tusk's bass player, 
is one of the owners of the Buckingham on White Ave. Yeah. It's an amazing venue with top-notch vegan food, and they really support the music scene. I could really go for some vegan nachos right now. Yeah, they were surprisingly good. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> and then there's Phil Short. Oh, my God, I have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there's Phil Short, a former member of Corvus the Crow. And was the business owner of Industry House, which tragically had to close due to COVID. Oh, it was such a good venue. Okay, but he also owns River City Print Co., where he makes all your merchandising needs. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. As well as Luke from Calling All Captains, he started his own label with Studio Space and is signing several local musicians as we speak. That's pretty cool. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, talk about t taking... Taking your business into your own hands and just being like, fuck corporations. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're a great example. They've had a lot of success, and I like that they're sharing that with the community in the best ways that they can. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And these are just really good examples of, like, like this isn't just meant to be, like, name-dropping in any way. If anything, I think it's just giving inspo of what you can do because I feel like people get into this mindset that like okay music business pick up a guitar or some drumsticks like no there are so many things that you could do in the music industry that really does matter and all these people that are kind of like in the shadows that get kind of forgotten yeah and that's exactly it. there's so many people in the background that make everything happen and everything go off without a hitch that it's 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 amazing really the amount of people that are working behind this yeah a lot of bands end up having at least one member with an adjacent business music industry. Within the Fury, a band member named Ryan uses their jam space to run High Strong Studios. Not only is that an alternative form of income for Ryan, but it helps keep production costs low when releasing new music with his own band. Yeah. Another Edmonton band. Uh, can you tell <laughs> which city we live in? <laughs> Uh, is Boneyard. Within the band is a crazy cool lady who goes by the name Pam Tara. That's fantastic. Creative, love it, yep. Uh, they own Bears Buttons, which is covering a lot of small merch needs. In Edmonton's Juliet Ruin, their bass player Cody runs Apollo Music Yeg, who covers all your guitar and bass maintenance needs, which is another thing that I think people forget. Yeah, right. They they forget that like your guitar needs maintenance just like a car. Yeah. It needs to get taken apart and tuned up and everything like that. Like your switches could fail, your pickups could fail. Yeah. If you don't know soldering and everything, there are tons of guitar techs and music techs that can help you do that. Yeah. You just need to know how to ask. The list of musicians who own their own businesses is pretty damn long. The point is to make being a musician work as a career, you need more than the income from streams, shows, and merch sales. You need to do something else attached to the industry as well. And Canada is an amazing country to do so. The Canadian music industry is the sixth largest in the world. Let's be real. It would be hard-pressed to find someone who lives in Canada that doesn't know a musician. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. Right. Uh, combine this with the current accessibility of being an independent artist in today's world. That's a lot of business opportunities. By building a brand through social media, you don't even have to pay for advertising. There's an old phrase in business, half of all advertising falls on deaf ears. The problem is no one knows which half. While this phrase may hold true, 
I'm pretty damn happy we have the capability of free advertising. Score one for the digital age. Whoop, whoop. Many musicians with homes large enough typically turn some space into some form of studio. And boom, they have a home business. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Each one is a little different. Erica from One Voice Vocal Studios is one of many vocal coaches available through the company. I know that you've definitely gone to her personally. Oh, it was it was absolutely amazing. I I wish we had the scheduling right now where I could go back. Yeah, but, right. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. Great advice. Most people operate out of their homes. <laughs> Another example is Brian from BB Studios in Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, he's a great producer who has converted his basement into a home recording studio. Turn their passion for music in careers. For They both have monetized their available space to help turn their passion for music into careers. Let's take a second and address the elephant in the room. The COVID-19 pandemic shut venues down pretty damn hard, but it won't last forever. And we're all ready to be on the other side. The few shows that have occurred between various lockdowns have sold out. We spent several hours at Decimate 2.5, which was a very COVID-safe sold-out event. For example, Harley and I had to have our temperatures taken and the venue asked for everybody's info. As well as everybody was wearing their masks, sitting between plexiglass with absolutely no mosh pits. It was a good show. And goddamn, every ounce of production was thrown into this. When Sugarwash hit the first chorus of their first song of the night, the pyrotechnics went off to the roar of the crowd. The event was six hours long, and every gr separated group of four at each table cheered for the bands, bought a ton of merch, drinks, and food. When this pandemic is finally over and we are on the other side, I think it's safe to say we're going to see a lot more sold-out shows. Every bar that can have musicians playing will. I, I can't help but think of that funny tweet. I can't specifically quote it perfectly because I can't find it. <laughs> but, but it was something like uh, after the pandemic, um, once things go back to normal, like if you invite me to a party at six, I'm showing up at five and helping you fucking set up. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm going to crash at your house the night before and I'll cook <laughs> your food and set up yeah, the exactly. stage and like everything. <laughs> but when COVID is over... This is going to translate into more bands putting out more singles and playing more stages. Those bands are going to need producers for their singles, photographers for their shows and photo shoots, album artists for their singles, merchandise vendors for their shirts, hats, and buttons, promoters for their tours, coaches for their vocals, and techs when their gear breaks and needs a tune-up. The need for these positions to be filled is literally hundreds. Hey, Rob, question. Yeah. How have you formed your own adjacent businesses within your experience of being a musician? That's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, like most people, I wanted a career in music. I found that nothing was working for me. I got laid off repeatedly through trades, through actions outside of my control. Construction sucks. Uh, retail sucks. Yep. Breach. Um, at, at the end of the day, these companies don't give a shit about you. No, they don't. Um, and not all are like that, but it's been my personal experience. Have, most of them are. Yeah. It's just it's just a reality of the world. So yeah, even my even my favorite position I ever held. I'm not going to talk about it in detail, but my 
favorite position I ever held. I loved it. I actually really liked going into work. I yeah. made a decent amount of money, but because I couldn't make the numbers, because I am not really, it was a sales position. And you're not a liar. I can't. I can't yeah. lie to people. I guess I just have respect for the everyday person. I've, I don't what know. What a concept. I know, right? But because I couldn't, I couldn't lie. I didn't want to loop people into contracts that they couldn't get out of. And plus, like, people in that, the customers in that industry are really hard to deal with because they think that they know everything. Yeah. And they... They Google something once and they think that they're suddenly an expert. I'm sure every doctor hates people that Google for that <laughs> reason. And like, yeah, because I couldn't because I couldn't make the numbers and I wasn't the only one. I got laid off weeks before Christmas. That was like one of the worst years of my life. Oh. And that's what actually like kind of lit a fire under my ass because it was like I I can't depend on these places. I loved that job. They knew that. And yeah. I basically just got fired with a smile on my boss's face. Jesus Christ. And when I asked him why, he said, you know, I don't have to tell you. that He had the nerve to say that to my face. Wow. Yep. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about. And yeah, this relates back to me too. And I was trying to just figure it out and I got tired of all these companies. So when I was around 30, I decided I wanted to be a musician. And I looked into how easy it is. Becoming an independent musician uh, six years ago was becoming a lot easier. I saw some amazing articles uh, by John Five. I was really inspired by the Sonic Highways TV show yeah. that Dave Grohl made and produced to go along with the Foo Fighters album. If you haven't seen it, it's just an amazing, inspirational thing. and I do second that. It's a very inspirational thing. Yeah, uh, whenever I'm feeling like a songwriting lump, I, I ain't been to watch Sonic Highways. It's, it's great. <laughs> but um, I realized, yeah, I wanted to be a musician, but it takes more than just picking up guitar and playing on stages. You need more income than what that generates. And yes, before COVID shut down, uh, my cut from when we were playing shows was enough that I could pay my power bill. I, I could start getting groceries with what I was making on stages, and that was great. Uh, COVID obviously really put a monkey wrench into that, <laughs> but I used the time to plan out what can I do in the music industry. Yeah. And I realized a lot of there's a lot of different opportunities for me. And through the course of COVID, I have not been able to open the rehearsal space I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's okay. Because there's if you have a business idea and you want to flesh out a plan for it, ATB has been really helpful with me. I have four different branches from ATB, from their entrepreneur branch, their arts and culture branch, their crowdfunding, yeah. and just the local branch all helping me to get this off the ground. And it's so different than what it started as. It's honestly been fun letting the journey happen yeah actually like as a as almost a, uh, an outsider looking in because like it's it's not my business i am trying to help but there's only so much that i can do you've not, been great not not, <laughs> not the point yeah but like as an outsider looking in it looks like your fire somehow got bigger because like i saw you want i saw you have this this baby in mind yeah and that was the business yeah and you were you were kind of putting so much energy into it and like 
it just felt like everywhere you turned, there was some kind of... Big brick wall. Huge roadblock, yeah. And it was almost like... It, it was inspiring to see how you were finding other ways to work around that wall because it's still going to be there, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly it. And there's tons of positions available um, in lots of different careers to get around that wall. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, if you pick a career in music or if you have that passion and that drive, the question in all of this is what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you already love playing on stage. So do you have the drive, the passion to make music your career? It's not for the faint of heart. But trust me, every single person attached to this amazing industry will tell you the same thing. It's fucking worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for today but this was really only one part next episode we're going to be interviewing sabian the lead singer of with conviction and owner operator of boy Yang media we're going to talk about the path he's traveled with his career in music we upload once a week-ish. <laughs> ish. We, we really do try. Hey, we got full-time jobs, too. We're, we're working. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing everything we can so that in music, we can make the same we do as our jobs or our day jobs. So we can say, fuck that <laughs> and just continue to be musicians. Yeah, honestly. I, I think I speak for everybody listening, including you. We're so sick of those... CEOs that make split-second decisions not thinking about the repercussions. Yeah, I really feel like if you're a CEO and you're like, hmm, our board needs to keep our... I, I've worked at companies where this has happened. The CEO is like, no, um, we need to make sure we get our own Christmas bonuses so we're going to lay off 3,000 workers. Or there's a regional manager who makes a decision that results in the loss of millions of sales company-wide. Nothing happens to him. Thousands of people get laid off, and it's just... People lose their benefits, lose people their benefits, lose their, their pensions. Jobs. So, screw it. Yeah. I want to do this my own way, and I know you do too, Fuck and yeah. most of the people listening, I hope you do too. You know what? Until next time, stay safe, wash your hands, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Had to squeeze that in somewhere. And yeah, have a good day, stay safe.